the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. The Bible tells us to trust in God and lean not to our own understanding, to acknowledge Him in all our ways, and He will direct our paths. Yet even as Christians, too often we think we can do what we want to do without praying to God for guidance and wisdom. Just like Samson, we break our vows and suffer the consequences of our godless decisions and actions. We miss out on blessings God has for us. Yet, because He is God, His will ultimately prevails. You'll want to take notes, so have your Bible pen and paper handy. Let's save ourselves some losses and apply the lessons from Samson's life to our own lives today. If not, sin will destroy us as well. Samson had an honorable beginning. He was consecrated before he was even born. You know? Honorable beginning. However, his life was cut short and ended sadly. My friend, it must be our heart's desire to finish well. You know, we want to start well. Sometimes you don't start well. But, 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 but if you don't start well, for heaven's sake, finish well. And Satan don't care what season of life you're in. He wants you as much as the season you are in as when you were first born or uh, came to Christ, Stephen, born again. Satan wants you to fall. He wants me to fall. And he comes at us in all kinds of ways to bring about our spiritual and even physical demise. Finishing well ought to be priority with all of us. Number eight, it is possible to get so deep in sin and so far from God until you will not even know that the Lord has departed from you. Oh my goodness. It is possible to get so what? Deep in sin and so what? Far from God until you will not even know that the Lord has departed from you. Where is it? Judges sixteen twenty. it says, so he awoke from his sleep and said, I will. This is the I will. It's all about him. Nothing about the Lord. And it's dangerous when you put yourself before God. I will go out as uh, before at other times. In other words, he was presuming upon God and shake myself free. In other words, I got this. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Under that that's real quick. You need to double un- underline it, bracket, asterisk, do something with it for heaven's sake. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. But he did not know that the Lord has departed from him. My friend, has the Lord departed from you and you don't even know it? 
Judges chapter 16, verse 22, 25, and verses 27 through 30 says, However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. So it happened when their hearts were merry that they said, Call for Samson that he may perform for us. In other words, we want him to entertain us. So they called for Samson from the prison. He was blinded. Man used to be strong. Uh, just in a hot mess, he performed and he performed for them and they stationed him between two pillars. Verse 27. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there. About 3000 men and women on the roof watching while Samson performed. Verse 28. Then Samson called to the Lord. Then Samson called to the Lord saying, Oh, Lord God, remember me, I pray. Strengthen me, I pray, just this once, oh God, that I may with one blow take vengeance on the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars which supported the temple, and he braced himself against them, one on his right and the other on his left. Then Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed and pushed with all his might. And the temple fell on the Lord's and all the people who were in it. So the dead that were killed, that he killed at his death were more than he had killed in his life. That's something I want to say. The Lord honored Samson's dying request. (laughs) Because why, why did he honor him in that condition? I tell you why. Because he repented and, and had his fellowship with the Lord restored. That's right. When you repent and God restores that relationship, listen, he'll come through. But, but too much pride. I, I didn't do that. I ain't do nothing wrong. I'm all, I'm innocent. I, I ain't guilty of nothing. Why are they looking at me that way? They need to look at themselves. Who, who made you judge and jury? The Lord honored Samson's dying request because he repented and had his fellowship with the Lord restored. The ninth lesson we learn about Samson is this. The Lord can sovereignly accomplish his divine purpose in our lives through our obedience, and like Samson, even be at work in spite of our sins and our failures. You know what? God, God, God is able. Only God can do that. He, God can work through our what? Obedience. And God, strangely... God can even work through our sins and our failures. He, because there are great lessons we can learn through our failure. All failure is not bad if you learn from it. Even in the midst of Samson's rebellion, God still used Samson to judge the Philistines. Uh, Samson was a man of faith, even though he was certainly not always faithful. And the same is true to us today. God provides and he's good for us, even when we don't treat him right. Even when we're not always faithful. Even when we misuse his name and drag our feet on God. When God is faithful to us, even when we're not faithful. 
And God was faithful to Samson, even when Samson was not faithful, even in the midst of Samson's failure, even in the midst of Samson's blindness and humiliation and shame. Samson prayed that God would strengthen him once more. And the Lord heard and answered his prayer. My friend, listen to this. As long as you have breath in your body, it's not too late to pray. Did you get what I said? As long as you have, sometimes you think your, your life is all messed up. You brought this trouble on yourself and, you, you, and or somebody brought the trouble on us. Or you, you did something that God told you again and again not to do. And sometimes you say, well, what to use? God is not going to believe me no way. I'm just not going to even pray. The worst thing you can do is stop praying for your child. Worst thing you can do is stop praying for your husband. Stop praying for your wife. Stop praying for where you are in life. Stop praying when you're in the midst of a hard place when you've been faithful for many years. Just stop praying because things are not going the way you think they ought to go. Just stop praying. Listen, as long as you have breath in your body, for heaven's sake, keep on it, keep it on, and keep on praying. Number 10. Number 10, beloved. If you repent and cry out to God, if you repent and cry out to God, he will hear and answer your prayer even in the waning moments of your life. Some folk live like the devil all their life. And then then at last moment, here they come, oh, God, have mercy. And you say, God, kill them. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he didn't kill you. Who in here deserve to be living? Huh? <laughs> Did you get what I just said? Beloved, if you repent and cry out to God, if you repent and cry, repent and cry to God, He will hear and answer your prayer even in the waning moments of your life. Judges 16:28a says, Then Samson called to the Lord, O Lord God, remember me, I pray, strengthen me, I pray, just this one, just this once, O God. Listen, my friend, Samson died under the rubble of a heathen Philistine temple and did not finish well because he allowed himself to be controlled by his selfishness. He allowed himself to be controlled by his fleshly appetites and passions instead of living a life of holiness, instead of living life of obedience and separation to God as a Nazarite. And in spite of his failures and all of his shortcoming, he still prayed and cried out to God. Judges 16.31 says, And his brothers and all his father's household came down and took him. Now, we don't hear nothing about his family until now. We heard about his family at the beginning of his life. And then there's a whole segment of his life in the middle. You don't hear nothing about his family because he's a... He went where he didn't belong, (laughs) and he was away from his family, doing his own thing. Samson broke the vow that existed between him and God. He thought he knew better than our omniscient God who gave him clear directives that would have blessed his life. He chose to ignore God's instruction and paid the price for the ungodly decisions he made. We suffer the same fate when we walk by sight rather than by faith, and the consequences can be devastating. We must lean and depend on God's will for our lives and watch and listen for His wisdom, grace, mercy, and love. God is on our side. Listen as Pastor Rander continues.
Look what it says. And his brothers and all of his father's household came down and took him and brought him and buried him between Zorah and Eshtol in the tomb of his father, Manoah. By this time, Manoah had already died. He had judged Israel 20 years. Now, that's something in that. And I want you to listen. Put your, put, put your listening ear on. Notice that in the end, Samson's family came to get his body and take him home for, for burial. Perhaps some of them were ashamed of the circumstances of the way he lived his life. Perhaps other of his family members may have been upset about his relationship with that satanic woman, Delilah, told him to leave that woman alone. He went down there, Gaza. He should have stayed home. Others may have been upset about his relationship with Delilah that led to his capture and imprisonment. No matter how his family felt, they did not leave him in a pagan country. I, some of his family members could have said, ah, we not, no, let's not go down there. He just kept on going, kept on going, had to be there, uh, make his bed hard, lay in it, be buried down there. I ain't going to get him. You know, some of y'all like that with your own family. You stuck up with your pride. You're all snobbish. You're tired of helping them. You're giving them your last dime. And they go off in left field and you just say, well, I'm going to leave you there. That's where you want it to be. But this, but Samson's family didn't do that. Beloved, you may have family or others who may have disappointed you by the things they have done and the decisions they have made. Perhaps your family didn't live their life according to your expectations. Nevertheless, we must be willing to let go and do the right thing uh, when those you love fail. How many of you got loved ones fail? How many of you have children that fail? Husband, wife fail, uh, 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 relatives, cousins, somebody that fail, and you still got them in your court, and you still won't let them out because how could you do that? And you sick with your own self-righteousness. Nevertheless, we must be willing to let go and do the right thing for our children and grandchildren, our family, in-laws, and all even when they fail. Doing the right thing is to reestablish broken relationships in your family, which will please and honor God and usher you into freedom. My friend, when you first have peace with the Lord, he will not allow you to become bitter. When you have peace with the Lord, he will not allow you to become angry. When you have peace with the Lord, he will not allow you to have an unforgiving spirit or live in perpetual hurt. Some of you, I'm always hurt. I'm still hurt. 40 years later, I'm still hurt. Listen, when, when are you going to get healed? Don't you know Jesus is a healer? And you, don't you know Satan wants you in a perpetual state of hurt? You know why he wants you always to be hurt? Because hurt people hurt people. which keeps you from reaching your God-given potential for Christ. A couple more, we'll be done. Uh, number 11. In Judges 16.30, the Lord used the amazing supernatural strength of Samson for judgment against the Philistines 
by allowing him to destroy about 3,000 men and women in the Philistine temple. Even though Samson's life had many flaws and losses, he was still listed in the hall of faith. How stunning. In Hebrews 11.32, it says, And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak, and there is Samson and Jephthah, also of David. You know what David did? And Samuel and the prophets. There his name is, in spite of all his sins and failures. What's, what is so amazing is that in spite of all of Samson's sins, uh, his name still appears among the great men and women of faith by the grace and mercy of God. It's amazing how merciful and patient the Lord is with his children. We must not in any way be judge and jury as to whether or not Samson belongs in the hall of faith. When we look at our own personal sins, when we look at our own failures, when we look at our own personal rebellion, when we look at our own attitude, if the truth be told, none of us are worthy to be saved by grace. None of us are qualified to go to heaven. And the only way you get to heaven is by the mercy of God and the grace of God. If it wasn't for God's mercy and grace, not only Samson, but we'd all be doomed and damned and on our way to hell. I thank God for his mercy, his everlasting mercy. Why don't you say hallelujah? Ooh, one more thing and I'll leave y'all alone. Samson spoke similar words that the thief on the cross uttered to Jesus in Luke 23, 42, which says, Then he said to Jesus on that cross, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And then look. And the scripture says in Judges chapter 16, verse 28, then Samson called to the Lord saying, Oh, Lord God, remember me, I pray. Look at waiting moments of the dying thief on the cross, the waiting moments of Samson's life between two pillars. If you were at the point of death, what would your dying request be? I, I don't think it'll be, get, Lord, give me a Mercedes. I don't think, Lord, let my NBA team win. Lord, <laughs> give me more money. What is money? You're almost dead. I want more benefits. You better make sure you got some kingdom benefits. In, <laughs> in all of life, and especially when we are near death, we should ask the Lord for that which honor and glorify him. Not only in all of life, but even at the point of death. When you know you are at the point of death, there is no time for games and playing and silliness and foolishness. Notice that all the play was gone out of Samson by now. Hey, he wasn't playing around anymore. No, no more, no more games. No more foolishness. It was all gone. And sometimes God has to strip you of everything before he drives that foolishness out of you. He keeps saying, I don't do that. 
Don't do that. Don't you keep doing it. Don't do that. You keep with women. You keep with sex. You keep with money. You keep with greed. You keep with stupidity. Keep being a fool. God will say, okay. I'll put you in a position where you can't do nothing but cry, Lord have mercy. In the midst of Samson's shame, in the midst of his humiliation, in the midst of Samson's mockery, uh, before an onlooking Philistine crowd expecting to be entertained, Samson repented, refocused back on, back on God, and renewed his relationship with him in the waning moments of his life. Samson died depending on God to strengthen him just one more time. Did you get it? Samson died calling on God to strengthen him just one more time. Where is it? Oh, you need to underline it. I love it. Judges 16, 28b says, strengthen me. I pray just this once, oh God. I believe all of us here have had moments in our lives when we fail God miserably. How many of you fail God and you fail him badly? I mean, you've done some things you just knew you wasn't going to do. Never say never. <laughs> Satan be licking his chops when you say never. I believe all of us in this room have had moments in our lives when we fell God miserably and cried out to him, Lord, just give me one more opportunity and I won't let you down. Lord, I will serve you the rest of my life if you get me off this sick bed. Lord, if you just save my child, I'll be all right. Lord, 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 if you just get me out of this mess I created, Lord, transform it. Oh, God, give me, give, give me one more time. Give me one more chance. God, one more. Have you ever asked God for one more chance? Some people don't get serious about God until death is imminent. Some of you think that you will have a deathbed conversion, but there is no guarantee that you will die that way, which means you need to repent and come to Jesus now. Well, I'm going to just wait until I'm almost dead. I'm going to just have it my way. And then when I'm almost dead, then I'll cry to God and cry for mercy. Then I get saved and I go straight to heaven. Huh. What if you drop dead right now? Yeah, you don't know when you're going to die. You, that's, that's being presumptuous. Hebrews 4, 7 says, Today, if you will hear my voice, do not harden your heart. Today, what's the day? I mean, this day, right now, you've heard the word of God from the man of God. He says, the day you hear my voice, don't you harden your heart and leave out like you came. Put God on hold. Say next Sunday. Say it's my first time here. I don't know. And then you wake up in hell. My friends, today, not scripture doesn't say next week, next month. Tonight's not promised to you. If you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Let's pray. And Father, we thank you for the message. We thank you for your goodness and benefits. We thank you for your word. Lord, let this lesson, these lessons from Samson be a wake-up call to us. Because, Lord, we know that if the truth be told, all of us in here have messed up.
Who in here have a right to point a finger? We've all sinned. We've all missed the mark. We've fallen short. We thank God for a loving God, a God of restoration, a God can, who can meet us at our point of need, cleanse us by the shed blood of Jesus, pick us up, and give us a new path in life. I pray, Father, that this message resonates in our hearts years after today, that all our lessons won't be hard learned. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, you heard the message, you understood the message. But the real question is now is, what are you going to do with the message? Satan's going to give you a whole lot of reasons to stay in that seat and not move. But they are all lies. Excuses is procrastination. You need to walk in blessings and not defeat. If you remain seated when God has convicted your heart, then you lose. And and Satan wants you to leave here today a loser. But why don't you leave here today a winner that you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is coming again. And you saying, I surrender. I want this. Lord, I've made a mess. Lord, I'm away from God. Lord, I've wandered from God. Lord, I'm estranged from God. Lord, Lord, I'm not so sure. Maybe you've departed from me and I don't even know it. All the Samsons aren't gone. And God is saying, come home, my child. Come home. I wandered far away from God. Now I'm coming home. The path of sin too long I've trod. Now I'm coming home. I've wasted many precious years. Lord, I'm coming home. I now repent with bitter tears. Now I'm coming home. No excuse is good enough. Come to Jesus now. Want to live in the joy of the Lord? Trust and obey Him. There is a song with these words. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His word, what a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, He abides in us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.